name is Noah. I'm Ava. I'm Jack. I'm Luke. I'm Steven. I'm Lillian. I'm Carly. We're the HAEA Youth Leadership Council, and this is the Beyond HAE Podcast. This youth-produced podcast is brought to you thanks to the support of the U.S. Hereditary Angioedema Association, a patient advocacy organization serving the needs of the HAE patient and caregiver community. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond HAE Podcast. My name is Maddie. I am 16 years old. I have HAE, and I will be the moderator for today's episode. I'm excited to have the HAEA's Youth Leadership Council here today to talk about how we tell people in our lives about HAE. We'll also discuss some of the common responses that people have when we talk to them about our condition. Let's go around and have everyone introduce themselves. We can start with Noah. Hey everyone, I'm Noah. I'm 16 years old. I have HAE and was diagnosed when I was a baby. I'm Ava. I'm 15 and I don't have HAE, but my sister does. Hey, I'm Carly. I'm 18 years old and I was diagnosed with HAE when I was four. I'm Steven. I'm 15 years old and my dad and little sister both have HAE. Hi everyone, I'm Kobe. I'm 18 years old and I was diagnosed with HAE when I was 14. I'm so glad everyone is able to be here. I know firsthand that most of the time, people don't understand what HA is when I try to talk to them about it. I've probably told some of my friends about HA five or six times and they still don't really get it. Sometimes they come up with interesting responses. I don't even know how many times people have asked me if it's contagious. I know this is something that a lot of us have experienced, so we thought it would be a great topic to bring up in today's episode. So guys, tell me about a time when you told someone about your HAE and they just didn't seem to get it. Yeah, I know this was a long time ago, but I remember in first grade, I was going to an HAE conference, and I was so excited, so I was telling my friend about what HAE was and why I was going, and I remember she just looked at me and told me that it was contagious, and she ran away from me in the middle of recess, and I remember as a first grader, that really hurt because I realized that not everybody would be understanding about my blood disorder. But I just thought it was really funny now that I think back at it that she just would not change her mind no matter what I would tell her. And she just continued to think that it was contagious, even though it's not. I totally think we all can relate to feeling like people won't understand our blood disorder. A couple of summers ago, I was doing a theater camp and I was staying with my friend at their house and I needed to take my medicine. And so I got out on my vials and I was getting ready to take it. And I remember it being so polarizing and I kind of felt like I was doing like a science experiment at the science fair and I was about to be judged just because it was so interesting to them. And I don't think they realized that it really hurt my feelings. And I feel like that's happened to a lot of us many times over the years. Oh, wow. I think we can all relate to those stories. But I know that some of you have friends who are really supportive of you and your HAE. Noah, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, my friends are extremely supportive, especially throughout my academic career and high school. I have friends who have done projects on HAE, and my middle school even held walkathons every single year to raise awareness for HAE. They also follow us on Instagram at HAEA Youth, and they even listen to our podcast and share them as well. I have some really supportive friends, too. They help promote the podcast and the HAEA walk. They go to the opening day parade with us in past years and helped with uh, my sister's glow golf event that we used to have and just help advocate for HAE in my community. 
I'm so glad you guys have friends who are there for you. It's so important. But aside from your friends, who else in your life do you talk to about your HAE? I always make sure that my coaches, trainers, or whichever adult I'm traveling with when my parents aren't around know about my HAE and my medication so that way I can prepare correctly beforehand. So if anything happens, I'll always be prepared. Yes, I agree. I always found it very helpful to tell people that you spend daily time with um, in high school and middle school. I would always have a meeting with my teachers and my mom and we would explain to them what HAE was and what I need to do in emergency. And then also just people that are in your life, You're not only just your friends, but I spend a lot of time at my church doing worship and music, and I make sure that that team that I spend with that are like my family, that they know what it is, and they can help me and support me emotionally, morally, and if I were to have an emergency, they would know who to contact or how to help me in any way. I know that I make sure my coaches and teachers all know about my HAE as well. Those are all definitely important people to be open with about your HAE. I know that I make sure my coaches and teachers all know about my HAE as well. Steven and Ava, I know that while neither of you have HAE, you have siblings who do. Have you guys ever had to explain HAE to someone new? How did it go? Yeah, we're both advocates for HAE and we regularly attend Capitol Hill Day. So a lot of my friends don't really understand why I go or like what the point is. But I kind of just tell them that going to Capitol Hill is a really good way to teach other people about HAE that may not know. And also just to give more information to people who don't fully understand what HAE is. Another good reason to go is to try and get more funding to get a cure or new medicines to help with HAE. And it just brings a lot of awareness to Congress members. Capitol Hill Day is such a great example of telling someone totally new about HAE. I know that I was also really surprised by the responses that we got from my representatives. It seems like they really cared. I have one more question for everyone. Say you're telling a new friend about HAE. What would be the ideal response that you'd like to hear? Just as a rule of thumb for sensitive issues that people are sharing with you or talking to you about, I say always approach them with an open mind and a kind heart. And I would totally extend that courtesy to conversations about HAE. And I would avoid responses that are negative or negatively connotated because, I mean, oftentimes, especially as children, we were insecure. Some of us as grown adults have insecurities when it comes to HAE. And sometimes those negative responses really do hurt our feelings. And so I think just saying okay is better than saying something that is negative or negatively connotated. And I think that it really makes HAE patients who are sharing these issues with you feel more supported and loved. Definitely. I 100% agree. I hope that people listen to what I had to say and respond in a respectful way. The perfect response would be any response that is respectful, thoughtful, and not full of sadness. When people are super sad about me explaining HAE, it never helps anyone. Well, that brings our episode to a close. Hope that you enjoyed listening in, and I'd like to thank everyone here today for joining us. I'd also like to thank you for tuning in. We'd like to give a shout out to Zach for mixing the beat you hear on today's episode. For updates about our podcast, or if you just want to connect with the HAE Youth community, follow us on Instagram at HAEA Youth.